We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number four, B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Vodka Red Bull Friday is powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. And B. Mitchell Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com and check out that valuation tool. All right, go to the phone lines. Go to our MGM National Harbor listening line. And find out from all the guys what they want to know. You get to ask B. Mitch anything, ask me anything you want. Let's go straight to the phone lines, and we're going to start off with Scott in Arlington. What's up, Scott? How you doing, man? Hey, B. It's great to be on with you again. Thanks for taking my call today. I appreciate you, man. How you doing? Hey, I appreciate you. Hey, I don't know if I've ever heard you talk about this. So right back at the beginning of your career, that that 1990 team was solid, and uh as a rookie, if it wasn't for the Giants and the 49ers, that might have been a Super Bowl team. But building on that, heading into the 91 season, you know, you took one to the house there in that home and opener against the Detroit, and it was off to the races. Oh, yeah. Uh, wanted to ask you, was there a moment in that 91 season where you just knew you were part of something special and you knew that team could go all the way? Well, I think early on, we, we kind of – Coach Gibbs was so humble and he always wanted to keep us down and – uh, I remember it was, um, oh, man, what's his name? Buck Hans had said that Playboy said we were favored to win, to, to go to the Super Bowl. Coach Gibbs said, look, <laughs> look at your sources. But he tried to play it down, and then he told us, he said, depending on how many games you all win, it's going to be how many days you get off for the bye week. Yeah. And we were 7-0 and for the bye week. And he gave us a day, and then he had us come in for two days. And he, he didn't give us seven straight, but we ended up getting seven days in those that bye week and the extra the next week, so he he, he basically he knew if he let us go for seven days we we're gonna have a problem. But when yeah. we when we got to like ten and 0, 11 and zero, we knew we were special. But we also had to fight against that that you know getting complacent and thinking we were too good and didn't have to work. But we had Monty Coleman there to remind everybody every day about yep. you know we haven't done anything yet. He, but he was like sac- make some sacrifices if you win this Super Bowl it'll last a lifetime. And Monty Coleman did not lie because people yep. still remember that Super Bowl and many people believe that team was the best team ever. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm still smiling about that magical season and so appreciate you, and I know better days are ahead. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Yeah, and I talk about that, man. I love that year, boy. That was a special year. You come in and you got a lot of veteran players who who took the young guys and basically taught them. And as they told us, they it was important to have myself and Kerry Conklin and and now Andre Collins around because we made them feel young. You know, we kept them youthful, and they got us to grow a lot quicker than we would have ordinarily done when you didn't have a lot of veteran players around. So special, special year, and, uh, hey, one of the best, I think, ever in uh, this Washington franchise history. Let's go to Pat in uh, Spotsylvania. What's up, Pat? How you doing, man? Hey, B-Mitch. How you doing? Happy Friday to you. Same to you, brother. 
Hey, so quick, I have two quick questions. One, between you and Doc, who, who would win in a race right now if you guys were just put on the cleats and just, you know, sprint like, uh, do a 40-yard dash? Man, I beat Doc so far, it's be ridiculous. <laughs> he, he got me by a few years, so, you know, I got to give it. Doc is like 11 years old, 11, 12 years older than me. Got it, got it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you got to make sure that one stays, uh, <laughs> stays, stays that way for a while. Um, the other question I have for, it looks like, you know, from what we're hearing, Sam Howe has the upper hand as far as we can hear um, from being the QB1. Like, h- how confident are you if he is the QB1? You know, do you think we'll be a, a winning team next year? I mean, do you think we have a chance with the enemy? I know we're a week out from his press conference, and he did awesome, and I think we have the, a great mindset at the the offensive coordinator spot. But how confident are you that he can, you know, Sam Howe can, can really, with the weapons we have, be – be a winner, um, well, like, know, unlike the other quarterbacks we've I had. I think if he, um, if, he, if he were to win the job and they go with him, they're going to have a lot of faith in him. Now, I've heard a lot of players talk about Sam, you know, uh, on record and off record, and they all seem to be very, very impressed with him. Uh, I remember watching him as, uh, the year before he came out in college, and the guy was unbelievable, you know. And then, like, people – then he lost all that talent. And when you lose a lot of talent around you – your play is going to drop because the guys that's replacing the good guys, they can't play up to a certain level. I, I believe they could because we look at last year, some of these games that they lost, they probably shouldn't have lost. And I think the defense is strong enough to hold them in games. But I believe Sam is as mobile. He's mo- more mobile than uh, Taylor and hell, Taylor stopped running. And I think he has a much stronger arm. So I believe all that together can help him out. But, you know, he ha- he's going to have to win it. I, I don't think they could just go give him something. I still believe when you get something given to you, you don't really understand how hard it is to get it, and you don't work the same way. But when you work for it and you see it, you go out and work your butt off the rest of your career, and then you reach goals that you probably never thought you could. Definitely. Last quick thing I'll say is I'm excited for the red zone play calling this year. Um, I'm really excited. You know, some of the creativity Kansas City's had over time. I'm hoping that the enemy brings that over here because we just look stale in the red zone this past season. So that'll be exciting. But thanks, D-Mitch. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you. And I think a lot of what Eric does will just make the guys have a lot more fun. You know, when I was in uh, Philadelphia with Andy, and I've said this on air many a times, when I would, he'll be talking to me about a play and I'll draw up something and, Next week, boom, it's in the game plan. You know, what else? How else can you make your people feel that they're a part of this thing other than that? So uh, I really believe that if he learned a lot from Andy, he comes in, they're going to have some of those plays, and everybody on the field will get a chance to touch the football, which is going to make a hell of a difference on this team. All right, let's go to Alex in Upperville. What's up, Alex? How you doing, man? Hey, B. Mitch, I enjoyed your segment with uh, Chris Russell yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. Um. Now, um, I want to know, he said a couple times after his shift on the radio, he was met by a couple of Dan Snyder's goons that uh, gave him a list of things that he couldn't, couldn't, couldn't say on the air. Um, do you think that's true? Uh, how big were these guys, and where do you think this happened at? I don't know if that's true or not. If Chris said it, I'll have to believe it, but I wasn't around him. I don't know. You know, I, I'll just say this. I know a lot of people have said a lot of things. Ain't nobody else say no goons came up on him, so I don't know about that one. What would you do if a goon came up on you and yeah, gave you a list? He better come correct or he going to get a list. <laughs> I guarantee you that. All right, thank you. All right, man. Appreciate thank you. Chris Russell is known for saying a lot of things. <laughs> like what? Just wildly <laughs> making things up. Let I don't say. 
I don't think he gonna send people on people like myself because like my background is not one to be coming up just walking on me with some BS like that. Right. That we'll have an issue. But if you did walk up to Chris Russell, you could intimidate him. He's an intimidatable guy. He is? Oh, so, yeah. I, did he stop saying the stuff he was saying? He might have. He was intimidated. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's go to Laurel. Check out my guy, Smitty. What's up, Smitty? How you doing, man? How you doing, brother Brian Mitchell? How you doing this beautiful rainy Saturday? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Speaking of which, far as the rain, did you like playing in the rain back in your uh, playing football days or no? Do I, do you say what you say again? Did you like playing in the rain football? Oh, it didn't make me a difference. Your... I, I think like when it when it first starts to rain, you know where you're going, so you can understand yeah. how to set yourself up. The guy that has to react to you and has to do that that sudden movement, they slip more than the guy running the football. So, <laughs> like, a coach has always told you, just you gotta, you gotta adjust your speed in the in the in range. Just like on the, when you're driving a car, when you're driving a car right. and it's raining, you can't be going out there 60 miles per hour trying to do some stuff. Drop it down about oh, 45, 50, you can work it out. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Thank you, my friend. I'll be calling you again. Thank All you, right, sir. Bro. Take care, Smitty. Yep. Yep. All right, we're gonna go down to Palm Beach. Check out that. Oh, man, I know who this is. Y'all <laughs> call to rub it in. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Ben Mitch, my name is Danny from Palm Beach. Yeah, I, my, my yeah, asking, Danny, I picked up that. I'm is, looking at Palm Beach asking, with a 917. That's a New York damn number. <laughs> my, my, my Ask Ben Mitch question is, how many drinks over under do you think JP will have this weekend, and how many strokes does he need to give me per side? I'm going to go over under... Oh, Lord, it's a whole week. Y'all going Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Y'all come back Monday? We fly back Monday morning. Oh, Love man. I'm going over under 30. I'm going 35. I'm going over. <laughs> and and uh, JP needs to give you the same amount oh. of strokes he always asks me about. Danny's giving me, dude. No way. No, no way. No, JP, you what got about, yeah, hey, Danny, Danny, Danny Mitch. give him one aside. That's what I'll give him. Give him one aside? Hold yeah. on. Your boy CJ. CJ's right here. Siege, what's no up, man? No strokes for me, my brother. I, I'm kind of no pissed strokes. off. I didn't get the invite. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm going to choke all y'all when y'all get back. <laughs> we, we deserve it. <laughs> You're the best, D-Mitch. We'll talk all to right, you later. All right, man, y'all take care. All right, bye. I'm looking at this Danny Palm Beach and his 917. I know who that is. They thought they had me. All right, Steve in Sterling. What's up, Steve? How you doing? Ask me much anything. How's it going, Brian? Doing good, man. You're just talking about Monty Coleman. Oh, yeah. Uh my, I believe the most underrated player for the, the Skins during the Gibbs era. Um, I believe Monty Coleman would have been great in today's game, covering the, the tight ends and the backs. And um, just wondering, what's Monty up to these days? Is he still in the area? I think Monty, no, Monty is back in um, – in, he was at Arkansas Pine Bluff for a while coaching. Right. I think he's retired yep. from that now. Uh, he was right. here for the alumni weekend during the season. Uh, still look like he could play ball. <laughs> he got about 30, still got thirty six inch waist. You know, at two hundred and what fifty something pounds, two forty now he, he he slimmed up a little bit. But uh, Monty, man, yeah. listen to me. The first time I beat Monty in a one on one drill, I, that's when I knew I arrived because that dude ran four five. He was like six three six four. He was about two fifty one, and he you move, he was right there with you. I didn't. You know, what no tight ends gonna beat him? Right? Like talk, huh? He was a safety in college. Well, he sure grew up to be a, a grown. Uh, yeah, like we he, say, he was Brian. He was Brian Urlacher before Urlacher came. He out. was a he grown man, though. He, but that dude, oh, he I he was never Coleman. out of position. And I always right. told I, I told JP this: 
if he can get a fingertip on you, he'll push you to the ground. He was that strong. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thanks, Brian. All right, man. Appreciate you. Ask B. Mitch anything. 1-800-636-1067. Man, so many damn buttons and everything to push when JP not around. I got, I'm hitting all kinds of stuff over here, man. I was about to take my water and, and hit the, the, the mouse with it. <laughs> I don't want to see any sparks going on over here. So, but, you know, hey, man, bringing back up that stuff, like Monty Coleman, um, that, that 1991 football team. And I'm asked so many times about, you know, man, like people, they understand my mindset on the football field and how I was. But I learned so much from all those guys. And I think the, 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 the luxury that I had, I got in here and I was behind guys like Ernest Bynum, Gerald Riggs, Kelvin Bryant was on his team, Reggie DuPard with the SMU was here. Tom Brown was on his football team. Uh, looking at Monty Coleman was on his team. Daryl Green, you know, Tim Johnson, who's now a preacher down in our Florida, you know, Charles Mann, all these names that are also outstanding gentlemen and men. You know, I think that right there is the thing that kind of molded me a little bit. But I kept a piece of the wild side, though, and they always would tell me about it. But I, And eventually I remember one day I was talking to Tim. He said, man, you know what? I used to not understand you. Now I do. Because I told him, I said, look, bro, I'm going to respect you, but I'm not going to be afraid of you. I don't care how big you are, who you are. And if you come at me the wrong way, I'm going to put you in check real quick. Because some of the guys on the team who came to me to talk to me about certain things, and they came at me the wrong way, I had to tell them some things in the B-Mitch talk, which many of my friends can't believe I don't slip up on the air and say a lot of the stuff I normally would say. But I had to let them know. But I still respected those guys because they believed in me, and they gave me a lot of guidance that took me a long way. So you don't play 14 years in this league just off of talent. You got to also understand everything that comes with that talent, what's expected of you, and what you got to do when people are not looking. You know, so I, I thank all those guys because if I had come in here in this day and age with these young dudes, everybody on the team young, I'd have had a hell of a problem. Let's go to uh, back to Laurel. Check out Lou. What's up, Lou? How you doing, brother? Hey, hey. What's up, Mr. Mitchell? How are you, sir? I'm chilling, man. How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. Hey, I just wanted to ask you something and then – Listen on, listen off the air. Um, why can't we recruit and why can't we find players like we did, like in the eighties and nineties, where we found people like, um, you know, Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark, and folks like that. You know, it's like, what is wrong with the scouting? All I, right, I, I'm gonna hang up and listen. I, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily something wrong with scouting. Um, I, I'm gonna say this. And I don't care if coaches get mad or not. The coaches in my era didn't take things personal. The coaches from back then were able to have an argument with the player and it's over with. Just like you have an argument with your brother or, you know, or your sister and it's over with. Uh, coaches today, they seem to be afraid of someone that's not afraid of them. And I think when it comes down to scouting sometimes, we, we social media and all of the stuff we can find out everything, it's very beneficial. But everybody that made a mistake once is not going to always be that person. You know, I played with a lot of guys who had made mistakes, but they were no longer that guy. And a lot of coaches were able to look past that or they put you with someone that will try to 
they they, they felt can guide you. Listen, when I left Philadelphia and went to New York, you know who they put my locker right next to? They put me next to Jeremy Shockey. And I said, well, why y'all putting me next to him? Well, we, we know how you used to be and how you were, but I think he'll listen to you. So I got there, and Shockey, first day, hey, let's go out, B. Mitch. I said, nah, not tonight, dog. And I said, maybe you should just come in early tomorrow. But I gave him some pointers of how to handle things and do things, and Shockey started to roll in early uh, on meetings. And then I told him, I said, look, if you feel like you're getting home too late and you're going to go home and go to sleep, drive in the parking lot, and when I get here, I'll come wake you up and make sure you go in the, in the, in the building and put you in that damn sauna so you can get whatever out of you. He was not late for meetings anymore. He was showing up for his meetings and things. It's just that I think today coaches today are just not as strong as the men that were leading men back in the day. A lot of these dudes play this little political game. Ooh, I don't know what that is. They play this political game, and they they want to promote themselves and present themselves a certain way, but they're not the leaders that they claim they are because they can't handle anybody that's going to question them. And I think if – if you're dealing with grown men at this level, they're going to question you sometimes. And you have to understand that as a coach. Listen, these are professional athletes. You roll in here as a coach for the first time, you might have never played. Oh, they're going to ask you questions. And a lot of coaches can't handle that. Point blank. Let's go to Frank in Seattle. What's up, Frank? Uh, it's Kronk. Kronk. But, uh, What's up, brother? Yep. Uh, I was just wondering if you knew anything about back in the 80s, how they invited people to the Washington Redskins only to arrest them if they had warrants. You got any good stories about that? Ooh, I wasn't here in the 80s. I don't know about that one. They did? Yeah, I didn't know. You heard that for any... real? Yeah, no, look it up. Wow, they I would invite people to it. come try out to arrest them? No, uh, to come see the games like fans. So they'd show up to grab their free ticket. Well, shouldn't them and, fans uh, know, man, if you got somebody looking for you, you don't show up in no public place. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Just wow. think about how in demand this franchise was when they would risk getting arrested to go see a game. Damn, that, you serious. But the, the, think about that, though. They will risk going to jail to go see the team play. People would put right. – they will have those, those tickets in divorce cases. They will put the tickets in their wheels. Now look at where we are. Things have to right. change. Things have to change. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you, Big man. Time. Oh, yeah. That tells you a lot about what the hell has transpired, man. God, dog. No. That is cray cray. Let's go to Fredericksburg. Check out Brendan. What's up, Brendan? How you doing, brother? All right, so I got two questions. But first, that guy is right. That was reported that the chief of police at the time got creative and sent out free tickets to people that were skipping out on warrants, and they would show up for the practice. Wow. And uh, or show up or whatever, but my here's my two questions. <laughs> One, what's the best fight you ever witnessed with teammates or you know in locker rooms or whatever? And then two, out of all the teammates you had, who was the one guy that you think could go to the UFC in their prime, kind of like Greg Hardy's doing and Brian Westbrook? What was it? Brian Westbrook. Well, Michael Westbrook. Michael, Michael Westbrook. Michael Westbrook. Michael Westbrook. Yeah. Who 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 out of your teammates was the baddest guy that could have done that? I think Brian Dawkins, if he wanted to, could do that. That's when I was in Philly, though. But Brian Dawkins definitely right. could. 
Also, Wilbur Marshall and, and uh, Ernest Biner had a fight, and uh, both of them know karate. And that was some. That was like I, I thought I was watching the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it, it was they, they were too. they were dropping down in in little stances and doing certain moves and stuff and I'm like and they tell my man stop it I'm like you out your damn mind they both know karate what the hell am I gonna do walk over there and get beat up no I'm not doing that <laughs> but those That's two dudes good. they will battle every day though every day all right I appreciate you, the, appreciate you man That's some yeah. creative stuff right there you go invite guys to a game to a wrestle but you know what do you know the Redskins never had called you ever in your life. Now they're going to call you and offer you a ticket. You should have known something was up. Let's take a break. When we get back, we'll continue on with this. We got a few more calls. We got Rick in D.C., Paul in Bowie, and I think we got somebody calling. Up. I don't want to say the name because a lot of times people call from a number and they don't want you to know that name. They'll give you another one. Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. And today, this Ask B. Mitch Anything has been a very, very good one, I would say. Because it took me back to thinking about how good Monty Coleman was to me, a lot of stuff he taught me, and how damn good of a football player the dude was, man. I, I'm just, he is a bad man. That's all I'll say. And also then finding out about this 1985 sting, <laughs> this this is, I got a lot of people sending me stuff. My buddy Richard Clark, smart man, 
sent me some stuff where it shows it was the U.S. Marshals. They used the Redskins tickets to bust fugitives in in a 1985 sting. Uh, he and our army both sent some stuff. That will show you how popular this team was. Where dudes and women, I'll say women too, were using, they were risking the chance of being busted, knowing they're being looked, sought after, to go to a public place and you have to show your ID. You go to a game, you know who's there? Police officers. <laughs> what the hell were they thinking? And I think right now, if you were to do the same thing, they might tell you, nah, that's all right. I don't, I don't want to go there. You know, I'm going to let you out of jail to go check out. Nah, I stay in jail. Things have changed. We got to get back to where the glory days were, where people wanted to take risk to get over there and handle business. As we're going to continue on and finish up these calls. Had a lot of people call in today for Ask Me Mitch Anything, and uh, I appreciate you all calling, and I like to talk. So this, I guess that's why I got this job, huh? Uh, let's go to Paul and Bowie. What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? Hey, B. Mitch. A uh, hey. lot of show today, even though uh, you're the Batman without your Robin. <laughs> and you got uh, Commissioner Gordon. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Landfill and uh, Jeff in, in the fishbowl. Um, I wanted to ask your honest opinion about how long do you think it would take for the Washington Commanders uh, with the new regime coming in Possibly, how long would it take for them to get back to the glory days? And I'm gonna listen off the phone. And like I said, wonderful show today. I man, appreciate you. Well, I uh-huh. I think the thing about it is I've watched so many teams go from worst to first. I just think everybody has to go out there and absolutely put their minds to make this team better instead of going with these personal vendetta, uh, agendas. Uh, I've watched coach after coach come in here. I watched them do different things to where they were trying to promote them instead of promoting the team and to make things better. I have a mindset that if we win, everybody's going to be taken care of. So the way we win is by all of us going out for one accord. And if they do that, I think it won't take very long. You're talking about year or two, they could be back in the playoffs. And they could be in the playoffs consistently. And that's what you want. If you're in the playoffs, you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. If you're not in the playoff, you can't go to the Super Bowl. All right, let's go uh, to Rick in D.C. Then we got a special call on number one after that. What's up, Rick? Hey, how you doing, B. Mitch? I'm doing well, man. man. Appreciate you. Okay, got a couple of questions. Um, Do you think we should uh, use our 16th pick on a a tackle to protect Howell? Because I think he'll be great. And Or do you think we should uh, take the best available player? And if so... Would the enemy have a, a hand in, or say in who we pick, or is that strictly on Rivera and the GM? I think the uh, enemy maybe if they could go offensively, but I think they should take – if you look at the best available player, make sure that best available player is going to be a left tackle or a cornerback. Now, right. if you don't get okay. to that person and you think you can get more for your buck, I would say move back. And then you may be able to okay. find multiple offensive linemen or, or offensive linemen and a cornerback that can come on your team and help you out. Because I think those okay. are the need positions. Well, let's let's hope that's what they do. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you very Thanks much. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good day. All right, bro. Let's go to line number one. We were just talking about a, the, the U.S. Marshals using the Washington Redskins and their tickets in an effort to catch guys that were fugitives. And Terry from College Park said he was a part of the sting. I don't know if he was on the Marshall side or the other side. What's up, Terry? How you doing, bro? Hey, Brian. How you doing? Um, I was 
I'm doing fine today. I was on the other side of that. All right. Now, now what happened was it was right when me and my uh, wife at the time were out celebrating a, a, a wedding that night down in Georgetown. And some guy made a mistake of grabbing my wife's ass out on the dance floor. Oh. All right. So needless to say, this guy paid a visit to the emergency room that night to get his, his nose reset and, and to take his teeth out of his pocket to put back in his mouth when I was done with him. Uh-huh. But I went back to Falls Church, Virginia, where I was living at the time and never heard no more about it. And then... I got this thing in the mail one day saying that since I was a loyal Redskin fan, that if I came down to the to the D.C. Armory, they were giving away free Redskin tickets. And I'm looking at my wife, and I'm like, we, we were actually moving the weekend that this event was going on down at the Armory. And I'm telling my wife, I said, you know, as much as I love the Redskins, it's more important that we move Saturday and we'll just skip the game in a couple of weeks that they're giving it away. And I'm so lucky I didn't go there because my ass would have went straight to D.C. lockup. Wow. And that's what that was. And, you know. But they tried to get you then. You, but you, yeah. you, you outsmarted them. Well, I don't know if I outsmarted well, you, them. Well, you, you, luck, you, you luckily outsmarted you, you lucked up. Yeah, I, I, I kicked the can further down the road. <laughs> but eventually I went to – they. They found me, and I went to jail for three days, and I didn't even know why. Oh, you had forgotten so, about it? Yeah, because yeah. I just thought, was, you know, I kicked some guy's ass because he grabbed my wife's ass, and, you know, so what? You got your ass kicked for being a dumbass. Hey, I'm with that, man. Appreciate your call. But, hey, I, right. I'm just I'm just amazed that that stuff happened. But you can probably catch a lot of people like that. They done something, they forgot about it, show up at the D.C. Armory, and – but I think if you show up and you start looking like, why are all these police cars around here? And then you have to go somewhere else. Let's go to Charlottesville and check out Brian. What's up, Brian? How you doing, man? Hey, B. Mitch. What's Happy up? Va- uh, Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, first, shout out to the Fighting Illini beating Michigan last night. I won $50 on the FanDuel money line uh, last hey, night for there that. You go. <laughs> Double whammy. But uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, so uh, I got a buddy. He's an Eagles fan, and we go back and forth. Um, but during the the enemy conference, <clears throat> he comes to me and says, uh, now that uh, Eric, Eric can actually call plays now, he can get a head coach position. And I said, he called plays in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, he didn't. Andy called plays. And I said, Andy literally said that Eric calls plays. And he says, show me proof where Andy said that. So I pull up Twitter and I show him the clip of Andy saying Eric calls plays. And you know what this ninja says to what, me? What do you say? He says Andy's lying. <laughs> so hey, you know what, man? I wanted to call you got, in. You, you got, know Andy personally. Yes, yes Eric You know him plays. to be a liar. No, nah, he's not a liar. And, and Eric did call plays. And did Andy have right of first refusal to, to, to override a play at times? Yes. He had that in Philadelphia. But Eric did call plays. He made adjustments with the team. But it's unfortunate that he has to leave from that team to go somewhere else to get a head coaching job. But 
I'm glad we lucked up with him. But you're you going to learn like your friend, you can't prove, you can't tell him nothing. He, your friend is going to always go against him because he's not a fan of the team you cheer for. All right. Thanks, B-Miss. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right. Let's go to Chris in Leonard Town. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Brian. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Good, good. Listen, I uh, first a couple things uh, on that uh, sting operation. Uh, one, a couple of interesting facts. They did arrest two murderers and a rapist, amongst a um, bunch of other. They weren't just deadbeat dads or whatever. These were, oh no, I, I'm you know, sure. Pretty criminals. But after for other stuff that they've done that was serious. Right, and one of the funny quotes that I remember was they dressed up police female police officers as redskinettes to go up to greet these male component, uh, uh, people, and they would frisk them while they were giving them hugs. And that's how they knew they had no weapons. <laughs> I thought wow. that was kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just wanted to say something to you on a personal level. Uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know where you are on the, on the chart right now, but at one point uh, Jerry Rice was number one and you were number two for, for total yards uh, as, you know, a, a, a player uh-huh. and uh you know that for you to be slighted in the hall of fame just blows my mind because if you go to that list there's like 10 players out of out of the first 15 10 of them are in the hall of fame i think and you, then you're number two and not even considered i mean it, as far as i'm concerned uh, and you and joe jacoby should be I mean, that's no brainer. I don't know what what can be done, and how do you feel about that? That's my question. And and hey, thanks for all the all years, right. and and you you were fun to watch. And you know, my thing is, I tell my kids, you know, in life, don't take a fair catch. Do like Brian Mitchell. Run up the middle. <laughs> so. All right, man. Appreciate you. But I, I don't think about it a lot. Uh, I, I I it does piss you off at times, but I know if I start thinking about it very much, I'm gonna probably say something that'll make it to where I'll never ever get in it to. So I, I just wait, and I think, uh, you know, I did. I put my resume out there, and I just believe that eventually uh, the wrong will be righted, point blank. So we got three callers online. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to answer those three, Mike, Andrew, and Tony. We're going to take care of you, and then we're going to see who won. Well, we're not going to do that. We're going to skip that part today. We're going to skip her here first. Yes, we are. We're going to skip it. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back. Be Mr. Finley. Every time I hear this song, I think about one of my buddies, Leon Duncan. He, he could take all these songs that you put in landfill, dude, turn out a whole damn club, man. I had to pull him off the top of a what's call one time, off a coffee table. He, bruh, <laughs> you met Leon before. <laughs> that dude is a wild dude, man. I was like, dude, you don't get your ass off that table. But he was getting it in. But let's get these calls. Uh, continue to ask me, Mitch, anything. Uh, take all the time y'all want. And talk about what you want to talk about. Let's go to Mike and LaPlata. What's up, Mike? How you doing, brother? Hey, hey, B. What's up, baby boy? How you feel, man? I'm good, man. How you feeling? Happy Friday, though. You too, bro. Hey, got quick two quick questions for you. One, um, on the offensive line, what position would you say is more important, the center or the left tackle? And then the last question I have for you, what um, what realm do you recommend for the road, for your for the road bike? That's that's all I had to know. Second question was what I know. I, I think the center is most important when it comes down to making the calls, but the most important blocking guy is your left tackle. And what was your second okay. question? And my second question is, what rim do you recommend for a road bike? 
Oh man, I, I got I have uh who I got the Capignolas on my um on my what's the name of that Willier and then I have the DT the uh, DTS I think they are on my uh Mercedes bike. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's all I want to know. Thanks, man. Some have a deep good day, bitch, bro. Man, they, but when it's windy, they will blow you all over the road, though. I'll tell you that. They blow you over the right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, right, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. All, all right. right. <laughs> Let's go to Chantilly and check out Lansfield namesake, Andrew. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Mitch. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, bro. How you doing, man? Good. I'm just getting ready to pick up my little princess. Um, all right. I got... I got a question for you. So you were talking about the combine or the combine a couple of days ago, uh-huh. and how you're not a big fan of the way it's set up. Why don't they have like these these third string and um, practice squad players go out to the combine where you know they get paid a little extra? You know, like you have the defensive backs, and they'll they'll go against like these college wide receivers, or you know these wide receivers will go out and and catch from you know, these rookie quarterbacks? That's just my question. Uh, well, I, they bring in the quarterbacks that are coming out, but I, you mean like having them compete against each other? Well, I mean, like where, where you would have like Bryce Young, you know, throw into like a third string or practice squad wide receiver from like, you know, the Commanders or the Ravens, and where you would have like um, the rookie defensive backs going against, like the third string and practice squad. See, that's what they, they're not going to do that because I think if they go in one-on-one type drills, they risk a chance of getting hurt in that. So they all the drills, you, you're on air. That's, they don't want you to go against nobody. You know, they, it's just okay. you're going through these agility drills instead of actually practicing is the thing that kind of concerned me a little bit because we've seen guys jump up the, the uh, draft board because they ran a 40 or they did an agility drill, but the the tape told you he can't play that well. So I don't know how the how the scouts get fooled on one little like agility drill than they did when you watch three four years of film on the guy. True, I got yeah. you. Yeah, That's man. why you played football and I didn't. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you, Drew. Be good, buddy. Have a good weekend. You too, man. Have a great weekend, man. All right, let's close out with our guy Tony in Fairfax. What's up, Tony? How you doing, man? What's going on, boys? We chilling, man. Hey, uh, my question for you is when. Is the NFL going to 18 games and 16 playoff teams because it's blasphemy to have an odd number of games in a regular season? Um, that's my question. And can you have them put me on hold so I can listen? Well, yeah, put them on hold so you can listen there, Jeff. I mean, uh, Lefield. Well, I say this I think when they go to 18 games, you better make sure that these players are starting to get a little more money. Because, uh, like, 18 games, if you add that on to, let's say I make one, it's a $1.7 million contract right now. If you're playing 17 games, it's $100,000 a week. You add an 18 game, it better be $1.8 million. You know what I mean? And I think that's been the problem where the league want to add these games, but they want to prorate it for 18 weeks instead of giving the guys extra money. If you're going to be getting one more game, you're going to make a lot more money. So, damn it, you need to pay the player. You know, that's what I believe. And if I'm the players, I'm fighting it to the end or get guaranteed contracts. You can have 18, 19 games if you want them. If you give me a guaranteed contract, I guarantee players will go with that. But the owners will never go with it. All right, man. Thanks for your call. All right, Landfill, how you doing, man? 
we we got Jeff out the room. Yes. We're going to close this thing out because we don't want to hear that crap. Mm-hmm. It was a great. Jeff, let me see them shoes, man. Bring it here. A great week, B. Great week, man. Good stuff. A great end to a great week. And if you owe, uh, if, if you made it this far, <laughs> if you made it this far, JP owe you a beer. We'll see y'all on Monday. Take care. Peace. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.